Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody to a crisp, refreshing, not so brief, but maybe brief episode of 305 of Third Shift. I said that all wrong, but I don't even care. You know what, folks? It's a wild day. It's a wild week. It's been a time. It is episode 305 of Third Shift. We are here. I say we because, of course, you hear me talking, Mr. Eric. And with me today, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, the one, the only, the mythmaker, sunbreaker, Mr. Matt. He's here, ready to rock and roll, having a little episode, having a little fun. We're in two completely different worlds right now. I've been on vacation this whole time, oblivious to anything in the world, gone, camping, my nose is purple from sun, everything's crazy. And Matt, he's been at work, living a normal life, doing what normal people do. So... You know what? Let's catch up. Matt, what are you doing? What's been going on? How is the week? Well, see, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm also going to say the roles are reversed now. The roles are also reversed, and we'll get into that more later in the episode. But this is what I know you have been looking at for a long time. Now I'm seeing that on your screen. And I'm the good one. Yeah. Look at the shiny light. Look at you, shiny. At then this is you normally. This dim lit. You're just like <laughs> super dark, just disgusting. Like <laughs> Malicious oh, it's awesome. caveman. Yeah. The angle's all weird. It's completely mm-hmm. wrong. Everything's wrong. But, <laughs> you know, with a laugh in my heart and a laugh on my face and in my soul, it was a great week. I know it wasn't. That is 100% a lie because we were half dead from quarter end. And then it got worse after we recorded just because it was the tail end of quarter end and the dregs and the doom and the disgustingness. But over the weekend, I said to myself, okay, you know, I beat Crackdown 3 during the tail end of quarter end there because I just went, screw it, I don't care, and it's the only game I can play. And as I stared at my console afterwards, I said, you know, you've been neglecting the Xbox. You've been playing a little bit of Crackdown 3 over the past month, month and a half-ish, but not like putting a lot of energy into it. Not, You know, I still put time into it, and it was a Game Pass game, so I still am following my New Year's resolution. But I went, it used to be I would start playing a Game Pass game. As soon as that one was done, I would... Instantly jump on another one. Haven't done that for a while. So I said to myself, okay, self, look at this console and find a game to play. And I actually did. I played it, I think, the day we recorded last time, and I forgot to mention it, but I started playing Disc Room, that Devolver Digital published game where you're a little spaceman and it's just crazy discs and you die a million times, but each Disc Room is kind of like a puzzle where if you can die to certain discs, it unlocks other rooms. Or if you do certain, you know, you live long enough in this region or in this room, it unlocks different doors and areas you can go into. And I'm like, this is pretty fun. I'm going to sit here on Saturday when I have nothing else going on. I'm going to start, I'm going to just play through this till the end. And I did, like two hours later. I mean, it was hard. It was difficult. But it's kind of like that Super Meat Boy difficulty where, Mm -hmm. oh, died. Instantly start again. Instantly start again. And I didn't unlock all the rooms. I didn't go through it on hard mode, but I beat the game. I started playing on hard mode a little bit, and I went, okay, I would never finish this, so I'm going to be smart. Did it. Got achievements for it. Great. Fun time. I'm not going to ruin it by banging my head against the wall. Delete that one. That one's done. Hey, what's another game that's fairly short that is on this console right now that I've been meaning to play for a long time that I haven't touched at all because I've been in weird moods for Xbox gaming? Trek to Yomi. 
Boop. Start that up. I beat it three or four hours later. And I will say, that game is gorgeous. And I feel like the the black and white graphical style carries a lot of that weight. Because otherwise, it would just kind of be, not not in a bad way, but like lesser tier graphics, mm-hmm. you know, polygonal graphics, guys round and round. So the style is awesome. The story, it's okay. It's a revenge story. We've seen this kind of stuff before. But now, longtime listeners of the show and you, Eric, will know, I don't use this word often on Third Shift. So when I tell you that I hate the combat in Trek to Yomi, you know I am serious. Like, it is so weightless and just there's no freedom to it. There's no like fun that I have with it. Hey, you unlock a combo. Okay, but it does like no damage. And it doesn't stagger the enemy. So as soon as you're done with the combo, they go whap, whap, whap. And it's just, there's no other word I can use other than weightless. Like, we've played Ghost of Tsushima. There is weight to that combat. When you hit somebody, it feels like you hit them. When you get hit, it feels like you got hit. In this game, it's kind of like, that's the combo. And when you're getting hit and comboed, it's just like, it's hard to... It was hard for me to parse it. Like, I knew it was happening. I was missing my blocks, or I was missing my... I was trying to do a, a counter and repost. But when I would miss it, it would just, like, health bar gone. Mm-hmm. It drove me nuts. And then every counter you did, it did the same counter animation. Like, a guy will raise his sword up like this and hack at you. You counter, it goes ping, like that. You know, a, a traditional counter. But if a guy rushes you with his sword down low, and you counter it, all of a sudden, his arms are up in the air, and you go ping... The exact same animation. It was coming at you from the side. Ping. I was able to overlook that for the first hour or so. And then it just kept happening and happening. And I started fighting more and more annoying enemies. And then I just started... I, I, I got so mad because there were so many rooms of these stupid enemies. And I hated the combat. And I went, I'm just going to cheese it. Because inside of the first like 30 minutes, you learn a stunning combo. It's X, X, Y. And it stuns him. And you can do a finisher, which gives you health back. And I didn't want to do it because it seemed too cheap. I'm not just going to cheese through the game. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to use the other combos. Completely useless. Horrible. Hated him. All right. Well, every encounter, X, X, Y. Hit him with the finisher. X, X, Y. And you could just breeze through all these enemies. Whereas all these other combos, it's like a five-hit combo. You had to do like 10 of those to do what you needed to do with X, X, Y, hit another button for the finisher. It drove me so nuts. Even as I was just cruising through and cheesing through, it made me more and more angry. So a game that's worth taking a look at, maybe if the combat system resonates with you out there, out there in podcast listener land, I could see why people would love it. But I just could not connect with it, hated it. I enjoyed the first half of my time with it, and then I hated the rest. I didn't want to hear the stupid... I didn't want to hear the story. I didn't care about these dumb characters. Even the boss fights were just... I would just run in and just hack, 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 they're dead. It didn't matter, because I could just... I don't know. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. But a beautiful game. A game that had a lot of potential, but just... Oof. So, Disc Room, I beat it in like two hours. Trek to Yomi, beat it in like three or four. And so I went, okay... Delete that one, because I'm never going back to it. What's another game on this console I need to play? Okay. I played a hard game. I played a really frustrating game. I want a game that's completely removed from any of that. 
eh, nothing at all like either of those two games. I told you, I think it was months ago, I downloaded Life is Strange True Colors because uh-huh. it was free on Game Pass. Why not try it? Start it up. The game is and is not exactly what I thought it would be. Is because, you know, you're a younger 20-something person going around town having snarky but also cute interactions. But then there's also, like, really heavy stuff that's happening and really touching moments. I expected to not like any of the characters because I'm not a young person. I'm not cool. I'm an old man. But some of these scenes with these characters, the writing and the acting kind of go hand in hand. The characters are so lovable. Like, I didn't like this character to start with, but then just throughout the scenes and the way they interact and the way they kind of bicker back and forth and kind of break each other's balls just like friends do. I'm like, man, that guy's actually cool. Oh, this DJ chick, she's actually awesome. I can't wait for every scene that she comes up in. Oh, there's a dumb kid. I, You know, I don't like kids in games. He's got like a kid voice actor. This isn't going to be fun. There's a whole RPG section of this game. I'm not going to go too much into details because it would be a spoiler. That is all about the kid. And without the kid... That wouldn't be in there. And it was such a pleasant surprise. Just just a beautiful whole like JRPG section. There's combat sections where it like swings the camera around and now you're side on side doing RPG combat. I was like, I can't believe it. So much fun. So I'm having a blast with that game. I expect it to just kind of zone out and just play it just to play it. But I'm really loving the characters. Really enjoying the story and the kind of stuff that you have to do. And it, it kind of stands out because I said this a lot, but not a lot of games make me laugh. I think Sunset Overdrive is the last one that's made me like chuckle quite a few times. This one makes me laugh too because the ca- characters and the interactions are just so fun. So it's getting a thumbs up right now. I'm, I think I'm only three out of the five chapters through it. So got a little bit of a ways to go, but I'm loving it. And, you know, since there's different choices and different paths, I'm like, man, maybe I'll play through this one again. There's all kinds of weird collectibles to find, like items in the world that have emotional memories attached to them. You can kind of zoop in and you get an achievement for when you find one. Man, maybe I'll go through and get all those the next time. Maybe I'll make the optimal choices. I don't know. It's been a lot of fun, and I didn't expect that. And then today, played a little bit more of Persona 3 Portable, going through Tartarus, just having fun, beating up enemies. I haven't even gotten back to the dorm yet from that first time you go in and you can get to the roadblock. Mm -hmm. All the way up to the roadblock, fused a bunch of personas, having a bunch of fun. And that's it. That's my week. So (sighs) setting aside all the horrors of last week and just the grumpy funkitude that I was in today, on the video game front, it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was a great week. Eric, please, sir, regale us with the tales of your week, my friend. Boy, let me tell you. So we finished up the last episode, and then I immediately took off on vacation. I uh, got a brand new RV. As you all know, me and the family, we love to do camping. So we got this beautiful new RV. This is a whole different lifestyle. We go up to this campground. We get set up, and we're just having such a good time. So much more room than our our little A-frame that we used to have and camp with. Uh, the fact that we can use the restroom in, in the camper, etc. We got running water in the camper the whole nine. Changes everything. There's a couch. There's several chairs. You know, I'm over here laid out on the couch playing none other than some freaking Persona 3 Portable in the AC. Because, yes, this RV is a midsize RV. But, for whatever reason, they built a full size for the larger A-class AC units on this thing. So... This sucker, man, you're talking ice cold in this camper. It's nice. Arctic weather. 
I'm feeling just comfortable, just fine. Everybody else is in sweaters and blankets. And I'm over here in shorts and a t-shirt, just living the life I want to live because I love cold. I hate the heat. And yes, I got to play Persona 3 Portable to my heart's content. And I'll tell you, man, this game's different. Persona 3 is not like Persona 4, and it's definitely not like Persona 5. So far, I've gone through the first block of Tartarus completely, did the whole thing, did the boss, did my uh, midterms, got through those, don't know the results yet, because like you, I go into Tartarus, and I don't come out of Tartarus until I've done all of that block. So, I did the midterms, got through that, there's a little bit of story, but not much. Honestly, I don't know what is even happening in this game still. I have no idea. Like, we're, we're going into Tartarus, we're trying to stop the bosses in there, to lessen the uh, whatever they're calling this thing, where the people are like losing their minds and becoming like vacant, yeah, and that helps stop that or slow it down by us doing that. That's kind of the gist of it. And when you get to the final block and unlock it, which you'll find out soon enough, you'll find like a an in-world kind of episode thing will happen. You'll find a boss, and that directly affects what's happening in the real world. But that's it. I don't really know. How people are finding, like, evokers are making evokers, and then they can find people who are able to go into Tartarus. I don't know what's happening with this, how this is all happening. Uh, your boss, he's kind of like a goofball, so. He's got to be the last He's got to be a boss. As so- yeah, there's as no As soon way. as I saw his face and heard his voice, I was mm-hmm. like, that dude's evil. He's not the head of this. No. He's getting us ready to try and do something bad. Yeah. There's, there's no that's way. That's exactly what I thought. I went, no, this is a setup. He, we think, we're supposed to think he's a good guy, but he's going to turn out to be some maniacal boss man who's actually been twisting, trying to twist us or do whatever. Yeah, exactly. We mean you both sense this, so it has to be true. There's no way it's not the case. But yeah, he's a goofball. He isn't really explaining anything, and, and, and you're too busy just like going to class and going to Tartarus. And then on top of it, you can tell right now the interactions with your fellow teammates, with NPCs, it's very brief. So this is, I think, where they first got their footing with like actually yeah. hanging out with NPCs and, and learning to develop storylines with people because I'm not really loving or caring that much about anybody. I mean, they're cool characters, but I'm just like, I don't really know you or care about you at all right now. I really wanted to have this conversation with you, so I'm glad you brought it up because I just hit – I think his name is like Kenji, whatever, like Mm -hmm. the magician social arc. Yeah. I just got him today, and he's like a guy who popped up and went, hey, what's up with you, dude? Like twice before this, and he went, hey, want to go have ramen? I got nothing else to do. I'm like, okay, well, this is where he's going to become like a friend, and he's going to have his character. I'm going to start learning about him. He goes, oh, whoa, I love ramen. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Oh, thou art art I, and I am thou. I'm like – Mm-hmm. He's, I don't care about this guy. I don't even like his face. Yeah, his face yeah. annoys me. He looks like he's some weirdo. Yeah, he's always got like the one eye closed with a mm-hmm. weird expression. I was like, he's not my friend. Uh, what's going on? It, yeah, so it's so far just from my end for the first one. I don't. It's it's very strange. Yeah, I'm used to like you develop the friendship and then it goes ching. You've awakened it. Versus mm-hmm. here, it's just like it's a random person. Ching. Maybe you should hang out with him. Well, I don't want to. That's weird. Yeah, I joined the Kendo Club. So there's two characters in the Kendo Club, and I don't remember. Yuko is one of them. That's the female. And then the guy who I've interacted with a ton, I don't even know his name still. (laughs) Because it's just so abrupt. Like, everything you do with him is like one minute, oh, yeah, I'm going to train to my heart's content. Yeah, so am I. I'm going to train too. Cool. Oh, man, why didn't you show up today? 
yeah, man, like, I think I'm dying or something. My doctors, they want me to go in and I shouldn't do this stuff. And your options are like to tell them to toughen up or, or you go, what's wrong? But if you say what's wrong, you get negative points. He wants you just to say toughen up. He wants you just to push them along. I'm like, that is, that is not what a real person would ever do. If somebody should not be running and they're over here running and literally stroking out and falling down and going to the hospital, you're not supposed to encourage that. But in this game, it's like weirdly abrupt and just like, no, no, you tell them, yeah, I'll keep your secrets. I won't tell nobody that you're doing the exact opposite of what you shouldn't do because you're like dying. That's cool. Yeah, sure. And I wonder if part of this is just, you know, it's a por- PSP port of a PlayStation 2 game. So I'm wondering if it's just like they didn't have the, the localization, like story stuff mm-hmm. right away. Because I've noticed the few options that I do have to pick, it's so like blunt and just, like you said, just abrupt. Hey, what do you think we should do? I don't know. Leave me alone. Well, which one should I pick? Because I, I, I feel like I know what we should do. But the only thing that's something that I am actively saying is get away from get me. Get away. Well, I don't want to do that. Like there's no nuance to it. It feels mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is the training ground. And I don't, yeah. obviously I obviously haven't played one or two, but I feel like three, I th- just, just the way it's going, I feel like this was the shift. Persona 3 yeah. was where they started to make personas. But th- this is like they're learning. They're just, their training wheels are coming on and they're trying to get on, on board with what the hell they want to even do with this whole series. And it, it's awesome. The music's good. And all the styles there, like you said, going to Tartarus is just fun. Going up and down the levels, leveling up, getting personas, taking them to the, the old little crazy Igor and, and infusing them up. All still great. So I'm having fun, and like I said, I played the hell out of it. But I'm still only two levels below the the block level of two, and it's it it jumps like the the difficulty goes crazy, goes wild, and you'll see when you get there. But it just stampedes you, and like one fight, one wrong move, or one bad setup can just almost obliterate your whole party and team. So you have to be very careful and you have to be ready and willing to use any item, anything that you have at your disposal to get out of it. Because I promise you, if you're thinking, well, I'll just conserve and uh, I'll make it through, you will not make it through. There are some there are some baddies up in that second block towards the top that just wreck you if you don't uh, immediately hit their weak spots and do the all-out attacks and just rinse and repeat over and over again. <sighs> Man, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think my, my save got corrupted, Eric. I'll have oh, to wait on this for, for the next-gen consoles release. Uh, hey, it's I'll coming. I'll be so busy playing through uh, Persona 4 Golden again. I won't have a chance to get to this one. No, you got to do this one. I feel like this is – I don't think I, – I, I, playing this one, I'm not going to do one too. I have decided that. I know we were goofing around like can't be a true Persona fan. But you know what? The more I'm playing this and I enjoy it, but it's definitely like, okay – this is probably the farthest back I'll go because I don't even think it's probably truly Persona in 1 and 2. I know there's a lot of people who say Persona 2 has some of the dopest characters or whatever, but I don't know. I, I think this will be as far back as I go because I can definitely see where they were trying to figure out what they wanted with this one. I almost feel like, though, I've like I said, I've seen pieces of some long plays of 1 and 2, and I know at least in 1, at least in the piece that I saw, like I've said before, they're you're moving your units around like on a on a map, not a big map, like a Final Fantasy Tactics one, but like a room map. I'm like, but if I could move him, it's a different kind of combat. Maybe that's true. If I'm right about that. So I, I still want to try it, but I'd be interested to see the, the differences though. 
If it's just hardcore mm. dungeon crawl, is it just more story-based? Not social link-based, because I know that's not there. But I, I don't know. I still want to try it, but it's just... I wish I had played Persona 3 when I first bought it on the PS2. Like, I still own it. It's, it's in the pile of all the other games that I have. Wish I'd played it then, because then I could appreciate 4 more when that came out, and then 5 more, instead of going mostly 5, and then back to 4, and then back just getting... Not worse, but worse. Regressing. The more I play. Yeah. You are regressing. Let's be honest. You know, four was fantastic for different reasons. Five still is the pinnacle, though. Yeah. And, you know, people can say that four is better, but it doesn't matter. It's not true. Five is the best. Four is awesome. It is awesome, but I think you only see it through rose-tinted glasses. Therefore, that's probably why it's your favorite. But five, just mechanically and whatnot, is just uh, way better. Just... Hands and foot. We've had this discussion. Yeah, we've times. already talked about it. I can see people liking four for the characters more because they're a little bit more grounded. But mechanically, all the systems, the way you do things, it's so mm-hmm. much smoother in five. So yeah, way better. So still enjoying it. That's what I did about camping. Of course, we did all the camping stuff too. So make no mistake, a lot of my time was doing camping things. But leave me, wife and children. It's <laughs> go, time for persona. Go, go do whatever. I don't care. Are you I'll still in that camping. same dungeon? Shut up, wife. Leave me alone. <laughs> don't bug me. <laughs> So while I was doing that, while I was having a good time, I also, the last night there, went, you know what, I need a change. I'll boot up the PlayStation. So I got the TV out, did the whole rigmarole, pulled it out, and I went, you got to stop pushing this back. Get Horizon back in there. So I popped in Horizon Forbidden West, and where I got stuck at was, as I've said on an episode previous, but if you didn't know, it, it, it requires you to actually start using all your capabilities. You know, you're grappling, you're all the different t- uh, drop-downs, jumps, uh, this and that. And I'd forgotten it all because I'd stopped playing for such a long time because of Elden Ring and whatnot. So I just barreled my head, just pushed against it, but boom, boom, hitting a wall over and over. Finally got to the point where I understood how to play Horizon again. Sure enough, hours go by. I get through this entire little mini dungeon, whatever you want to call it. Stories progressing, stuff's happening. I'm getting the notes and it feels great. Feels good again. And then, of course, it busts me out of this dungeon and back out into this open, beautiful vista I go. And it's like, all right, now you know the next main mission. But, of course, here you are. You can go complete more side missions, do whatever you want. So I just started doing more side missions, having a blast, having a good time with it. I'll say it again. The enemies aren't as easy as they used to be. You definitely got to pay more attention nowadays. But it felt good. It felt right. I'm back in Horizon, and it feels good. And I'm not like, oh, this is too much. I don't want to play this. I do think, though, like I said, the battle the battle system, having to switch so much now between the different arrows and the different, uh, you know, the poison, electric, etc. I think they just went too far with it. Like, I feel like I'm just switching constantly now to, like, match up whatever enemy type I'm going up against. And I hate to say that because it is cool to have it be more, you know, a little more complicated, a little more finesse. But I don't know. I just miss... Then I'll pull out them hard shell arrows and just freaking go to town. And if I was accurate with my shots, I was smoking these robots. And that just isn't the case anymore. At least not yet. Maybe, like I said, later I'll power up enough to be able to do it. So that's my only qualm. But I had a great time. I'm so glad to be back in Horizon. And then, Matt, what happened? I came home. Uh-huh. All right, this last night. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Gosh golly, I need to be motivated. I just got done camping, had a nice little vacation. I'm going to pull that PC out, and I'm going to take that CPU out and put this brand new CPU in, put it in the 4K HD Pro Elgato, get everything up and running, 
It's going to be beautiful. And I'm going to do cable management while I'm at it. I'm going to get everything done. This computer is going to be shining, ready to go. Enough procrastinating, enough screwing around. So I ripped it all out. I ripped it all apart. Now, I forgot about something. There's a backplate when you put in the new CPU that you got to put the backplate in. Then, of course, you wrench down the, uh, the, the uh, heat sink to the CPU itself. Oh, I forgot about it. So I'm over here just like pushing down and saying, like, what, why the hell? What, is it, what am I missing? Why is it not gripping anything? This looks like the same except a little bit bigger than the previous one I had in. So I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. I hear a twing. And I don't know what that is. I don't see anything. <laughs> I go, well, you know, whatever. No big deal. So I went and researched it. Found out, hey, Eric, there's a backplate. <clears throat> okay. So I unscrew the other side of the PC Sure enough, there's the backplate sitting there. I go, okay. So I put, put backplate in and put the new CPU in, crank it in there, crank it in there, you know, boom, 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 put the Elgato in, do all the things, push the button. Everything cranks on. Everything's whirring, all the lights are on, but no signal. <clears throat> okay. Check all the plugs. Make sure everything's plugged in right. Make sure everything's good to go. Redo it. Nothing. Okay. All right, hang on a second. Hmm. All right, take out the uh, take out the RAM. Took out the RAM, put the RAM back in, cleaned it off, looked at it, blew it out, put it back in, checked it, nothing. Okay. Video card, took it out, looked at it, blew it off a little bit, put it back in, plugged everything back in, nothing. Huh. Okay. This is weird. Sure enough, look, there's a light on it. It says DD RAM, the light on the motherboard. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what the hell does that even mean? It's a yellow light. So they're like, oh, well, do you make, you got corrupt uh, RAM. No, I already did that. One at a time, one at a time. Still nothing worked. Okay, well, it also can mean you got your heat sink too tight. Okay, loosen that up. Still nothing. Well, it ain't that. Loosen up more. Got it to the point where it's barely even hanging on to the actual. Still didn't work. All right. I don't know what's happening. Let me just put the old one back in, get it all back up and running, put everything back old in. Didn't run anymore. Still, that third light, yellow, DRM. Okay, is this too tight? I don't know. Loosen it up some. Still on. Nothing. Okay. With the old one in, take out the memory. Did that. Nothing, nothing. Video card, nothing, nothing. All right, let's put the new one back in, but then put it on because this the new one actually has an internal graphics card. So I'm like, maybe, maybe it wants to boot from that. It just for whatever reason it's recognizing the 3060. So I installed, took it all out again, put the new one back on, put it all back in, boom, internal, nothing. Okay, I don't know. Go on YouTube, looking more, looking more, looking more. Trying different things, man. Tried all the things I could think of. All the things YouTube said to think of. Nothing works. I don't know. Okay. Go buy a new motherboard. Went to the store. Got a new motherboard. Came back home. Got it all upstairs. All ready to go. All laid out. And I just was... I'm just too tired for this. Just too tired. <laughs> I'm looking at it. And I know... Because I've already... Obviously, I've already done it. If you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about the last time I rebuilt this whole computer. This is too much. I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this right now. I'm just too tired mentally. I don't have what it takes right now to make this work. So it's sitting up there right now. Whole computer. All busted into pieces and parts. Everything's laid on the table. And then to boot. 
now that the thermal paste has been sitting, because it came with its own thermal paste already included, but since I've smeared it, gooped it, and let it now I'm letting it sit, now I don't have any because I can't find my old one from the last time. So i got to go buy that. And the whole time, as I told you, Matt, but I'll tell the audience, I'm a Total Tech member at Best Buy. They'll do this all for me for free. I just didn't want to lose the PC for two, three days. But more and more, I'm like, Eric, just put this all in a grocery bag, drive over there, give it to him, and oh well. You just won't have a PC for three, five days, whatever it is. And then magically, it's just going to work. I don't even have to worry about it. But the other part of me goes, no, Eric. Tomorrow morning, rip it all apart, put it all together, do the thing, and then it'll be up and running by lunch or 2 o'clock. That is what you need to do because you do have the day off, so you can just do it. Mm-hmm. If, if you had to go to work, I would say absolutely grocery bag it. And I was going to give you 100% crap on this because you didn't tell me the ping story. Oh, the back plate and the things and the cranking it down. You heard it go snapping Magoo. <laughs> well, but all I all did. I knew, all I knew was when you texted me and said, "Ah, oh, my computer's all blown apart. I'm at Best Buy trying to get the stuff to fix it." And I was going to come on this podcast and say, "Eric, do you actually know how to build a computer? Because every time you open that goddamn thing up, it's completely destroyed. Or every time you look at it and touch it, or you 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 think about touching it, it's a boom. And I was gonna give you crap. Now, I mean, I should still give you crap because you did I'm break talking. it. You just said you just said it right now. But but you're the total tech member at Best Buy. You should have gone. Here's my rig. Thunk. Here's this thing. Put the thing in. I won't have it for two days. Whatever. That's that's what you got to start I doing. I should have done it originally. Today yes, when I went I mean. to get that motherboard, yes. I should have just taken it with me. And just went, you know what? Here's the motherboard I want. Put that bad boy in and install all the other parts with it. And then yeah. call me when it's done. And then just drove back home. I should have done it. But now that I've already come back home, which is 30 minutes away from this place, mm-hmm. that's why there's this whole, like, no, no, no. Now I need to just do it myself. I already have the stuff here. Just got just to gotta undo everything. Redo it all. And it's going to work just fine. But the creeper in me, Matt, goes, what if it doesn't, Eric? What if that light comes on again? Then you did all this for nothing. Then you're still going to have to take it in. I'm like, oh, you're right, creeper, man. Don't be don't be evil like that. It's got to work, though, right? It's got to. I'm sure it will. Because you have the the only thing that it could be. The motherboard. It's this. Yes. Yeah. It has to be something on that that went ping. Ping. It's, now it's disconnected. Now it's whatever. Mm-hmm. This is why you just you just be me, Eric. You get you pay a premium for a pre-built whatever. Well, I did originally. Remember? Right. <laughs> but then five years down the road, you just go or ten years or however. Just dump it. It's time for a new one. For thunk. <sighs> I'm not taking things apart. I'm not putting pieces in. The thunk. There was, it is. I was it's thinking done. about that just today, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a middle ground with that from now on. Mm. I will just buy one pre-made, all ready to go. And then a few years later, I will upgrade the graphics card. And then after that, just get a new one and call yeah. it a day. So when I'm the in next middle one would it. be too strong and you'd have to do yes. other stuff. Just Then just cut it off, throw it in the trash, and then yeah. buy a whole new one. Because the graphics card, any dummy can put a gra- If you can't put a graphics card in, you probably shouldn't even have a PC. Even I did it. And I, yes. I don't do PC stuff like at all. Exactly. So, uh, you- so that Screw it part up and just take do. it out of a slot. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm gonna do from now on, because it's just such a headache, and it and it, it's stuff. Stuff is so simple. It isn't like building a PC is that hard, mm. but it's just any little piece 
any little wrong twing or twang, anything. And you don't know. You don't know what it could have been. You don't know what it was, what it could have been. And all of a sudden, it don't work. Now, unless you're a guru, there's really not much else for you to do beyond typical trouble YouTube troubleshooting, and then you're screwed. So to hell with it. To hell with it. So I'm on my laptop right now, Matt. <laughs> I'll record the show. <laughs> and I remember having those those same fears when I first put in my uh, my flip top on my PS2 so I could play import games and stuff. It was like, oh, take it off. You're going to void the warranty as soon as you open it up. Okay, but before you do that, make sure you take – it's just like when you install like a, one of them sticky phone cases. Put it in a humid place so there's no dust. Put on gloves so you couldn't possibly electric shock anything because if you do, if you touch one wrong thing in here, your whole, P, your whole PS2 could blow up. Uh, okay, don't put this here because it could – oh, God. Uh, eh. It's like with everything. With everything. You read a mile of disclaimers – 90% of the time, it goes fine. fine. No problems. But that 1% is when it's just, it's not worth it. Take mm-hmm. your thing, give it to them. If they screw it up, then they got to pay gotta for replace a new it. one. Exactly. Yeah. You don't got to worry about none of it. Plus, I'm not good with cable management. They do cable management. So on top mm-hmm. of it, them being responsible and them fixing it, they'll also make it so all the cables are perfectly tucked in as best they can possibly make it so that way you get that cool streamer-looking PC with the lights, you know, and everything, and the cord's not all just flopping and flubbing every which way as long as they're not touching fans. Who cares? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, you know, Matt? You know, I've seen, I've seen your external cable management, so I can only imagine what that PC has going on inside. Don't it's even worry about it. It's just like a, like a pot of spaghetti. Just <laughs> take the cover off and prong, like it's spring-loaded, like this the can full of snakes. That's well, got to be what it's like it's in the, there. It's the computer's fault. It gives you these cords that are like the all-in-ones, and they've got, yeah, they've yeah. got like 27 six-pins, 27 eight-pins. Why? Why not give you the option of like three or four different sets? Ones that have like only two six pins and two four pins or two eight pins. Or just have the box and you plug in the cords you need. Yeah, or a bunch of singles or something. When you gave me your old graphics card and then the power supply that went with it, you know, my power supply was this big. I'm making a hand gesture nobody can see. And it had like two little sprungy cords that went straight to where they were supposed to go. You gave me the new one. It was... Three times the size, and had just an Ouroboros of just—it was like an octopus. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I mean, there is all this room in the case, so I guess I'll just shove all these six cords that I'm not using because I only need two, and there's eight. Ugh, mm-hmm. Cram it in there. It's crazy." And you can only manage what's like nowadays, where you actually do need around six to eight of them. Yeah, yeah. And then you're tucking the other forty away. It's it's ridiculous. It's too much. <laughs> it makes me think. I mean, I've mentioned this to you before because. I think one time you were talking about cleaning out your case and it was like a million pounds of dust in there. I'm like, you know, computers should just be open. There's no goddamn case because there's all these wires, there's all the things. Why unscrew all the stuff to get to it? It should just be like an outline of the mm-hmm. case, like a like a skeleton yeah, of like, like skeleton a building. It. it should be that. And then you just like... Everything's just open air. Yeah. Or just like slap some very clear, very vented panels on it. And flip, 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 flip. I don't know. It's just... When I had to cram all that in there, I was like, this is stupid. This is dumb. And then there's computers with a million more components. They're all it's yeah, crazy. It, I don't it's like it's wild. So I don't like PCs. What? I like my console. Just it's a, just a box and I put a power plug and an HDMI cord in it and it's done. It's and fixed it forever. Yep. You ain't gotta worry about it. That's the beauty of P uh, not PC, of consoles these days. You still just play. Just have fun. That's what it's there for. You don't gotta worry about none. So make sure you give your computer <laughs> guru, your tech out there, some loving. Because I know so many people, trust me, 
Oh, hey, Jim, uh, can you help me out, man? Like, I'm having trouble with my PC. Uh, I'm a dum-dum. I don't know anything. And then they've got to come. They, meaning he, she, whoever, come over and help you. And you, under I, I promise you, you underappreciate it. You just go, oh, that's cool, thanks. Having no clue what they had to do to make it work. <laughs> Thank them. Because that stuff is ridiculous. And sometimes you, the dummy, me too, because I've screwed up my PC a thousand times now, it's a lot of work, and it's stupid and unnecessary. And you know what, PC? I love you, but I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. Just, you know, I don't know if we'll ever just see eye to eye. But that's been the week. So here we are on our laptop recording one tiny screen. I'm used to three screens. It's a, t- it's a tough time. I just got off camp and having a good time. I don't know what's happening anywhere. I don't know what's going on. But I'm here. And Matt... You're going to tell me, did you do anything? What what game did you play? What's happened? What game release is out? Did you play it? Did you touch it? Is this one we should pay attention to? Is this a... Bo- is this, you know, we never do dookie games. You know, we got to do a dookie game release one of these days. We're like, hey, here's a piece of trash. Don't play this one. You know what I mean? You know, I'm I'm with that. I did do that. I talked about that in the in the in my... <laughs> what did I do this week? You sort of do, but I kind of want to... I, was, I felt bad for Trektiomi. I was like, dang, man, poor man. I mean, I, I felt bad for it, but then I felt bad for me for having to play it. But That's true. I'm not going to talk about a Dookie game. I'm going to talk about, as usual, it's the Matt Special in the release section. It's a game that I want to play, so I can't talk too much about it because I can't research too much. And also, you shouldn't research it too much either because what I'm talking about, Escape Academy, which is coming out tomorrow as we're recording this on the 14th, for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, developed by Coin Crew Games, published by I'm 8-Bit and Skybound Games. This is a game about you going to a school that teaches you how to escape from escape rooms. That's the whole premise of this game. It's an escape room game. That's it. If you know escape rooms, you go into a room, it's usually timed, and you have to figure out puzzles inside the room. Maybe you found a locked box. Okay, where's the key at? But you have to solve a puzzle to open the other box that has the key in it. But to solve that puzzle, you need to find the things around the room, put the clues together to unlock this other thing that unlocks this piece, that unlocks that piece, on and on and on forever. And that's what this game is all about. It's a first-person game. You basically start off as a character just in an escape room, just playing a kind of a crummy escape room about town. When you beat that one, this is obviously not a spoiler because it's just the storyline of the game. The person who's running it goes, hey, actually, I'm not just like an escape room staff person. I'm the headmaster of Escape Academy, and I want you to come in and and earn your degree and go through all of our courses and become you know, an escape room expert. And so that's the basic story of the game. You're going through, and each instructor has a room. You have to find clues and unlock puzzles and unlock doors and you know, solve ciphers and all kinds of other stuff to progress to the next room. And some of them are really cool themed, like a team is trying to do something. So you're trying to figure out what you should tell this other person who's going to tell the team what to do. And some of the other puzzles I've seen are like pretty simple ones. Like you, your, your overall quest is to make a cup of tea for your teacher. But to do that, you have to gather these things around the room, you know, unlock the puzzles. You found a tea leaf, but you put the tea leaf under the microscope. Now you are tracking the number of cells, which also has to do with the puzzle over here. So everything's tied together. If you love escape rooms, you need to get this game, which is why I'm going to have to get this game. So I can't know too much about it. The other cool things about it, obviously there's a timer for each room. If you run out of time, it does just continue, but the score sheet you get at the end, you get a lower score. There's also a hint system in the game. Again, affects your score if you keep asking for hints and doing all this other stuff. But the other thing that's very cool about this game 
It's not just a single-player game. It's co-op game. And we're talking couch co-op, split-screen, or online co-op, also split-screen, which I think is awesome because you and I, we played It Takes Two most of the way through. And part of the, the charm and the fun of that game is seeing where you are, what you're looking at, and I'm here where I am, and trying to coordinate the two of those. Maybe you found something over here that I'm going to need over here, but if I can't, you know, if I can't see it and communicate it to you, if you're not seeing it, that's what this game's all about. So maybe you need to solve something over here. Someone's got the cipher on the screen, but you need to go find the pieces to even know what it is that they need to unlock it. It just sounds like a ton of fun. I read a couple of reviews of like husband and wife teams playing it and just having a ball with just the co-op aspect of it. I know my buddy did, did some escape rooms and had some mm-hmm. fun with them. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. What's another cool thing? It's free on Game Pass. So you can just play it for free. If you got a buddy who has Game Pass, he can play it for free too. You can play it for free together. Now, the only downside of this game, all the rooms are always going to be the same. So once you've played through it... That's pretty much it. Yeah. A four or five hour experience, depending on how good you are, that's it. You can run through it again and get the best time time. and, and a higher score, but there's no leaderboards. There's no nothing like that, which makes sense because as soon as you beat it, you could probably do it in 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you're up for some fun puzzles, some escape room gameplay with a buddy or without, either way, check out Escape Academy. I'm going to be checking it out. Like I said, it's free on Game Pass. As soon as I'm done editing and posting this podcast, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go download it. I'm going to have some fun. I totally wanted to check this one out too, man. I got to say it was so tempting. I love escape rooms. Played through several of them in the last few years, you know. They're kind of waning now. You don't see them too much anymore. But it was such a good time. And then I was like, well, is this going to be a legit one? So I went and watched some video playthroughs of it and watched a couple reviews. And it looks awesome. It looks like they they nailed it. They know exactly what escape rooms are, what it's all about. And then the gaming part of it all allows them to go even further. So there's even more weird stuff they can do. It looks just like a hoot. Just a good old time. I do think, though, I do agree with the whole once you played it once or twice, that is pretty much all it. So this is definitely a game that just expires because, yeah. you know, once you know everything, there's really no purpose to do it again. It, uh, now you're just doing it to be fast and then, whatever, okay, sure. The other part that I like about it, too, that I've seen from the little bits of gameplay that I saw is it kind of reminds me of just a point-and-click adventure game because there's lots of stuff that doesn't have to do with a puzzle, but you can click on it and your character will have like a little observation, like a Mm -hmm. punny or a witty observation or just an observation about the character that this thing belongs to, which you don't really get in a traditional escape room. You're kind of just, not to say this like in a a rough way, but like tearing the room apart. Does this go with this? Does this go in that? Mm -hmm. Versus this, it's a character's room or you're trying to do something for that character. So you're exploring it and you're, your character kind of makes observations. So I, I like that point-and-click adventure game aspect of it. Look at Chair. Oh, it's highlightable. What does he have to say? Oh, do-do-do-do-do-do. Little bits like that. I like that. Exactly. So if you like that, get out there and check it out. And, of course, while you're doing that, I've got a little game, too, that I need you to check out. I don't know why or when we talked about this, but I feel like it was recently. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series has just been released July 8th worldwide on every system. The Xbox X, X, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, PC, wherever you want to play it, it's there. In this game, well, in this there's two, mind you. Two games, it's Klonoa 1 Klonoa 2, respectively from 1997 and 2001. Uh, it was developed by Monkey Craft, published by Bandai Namco. 
they went ahead and remastered these, cleaned them all up, especially part one, cleaned that up a whole bunch, gave it the the 3D uh, elements to the baddies and, and everything else that two had, but one did not. So that's all been done for one. Two, they just polished up. Both of them are running at like 60 frames, 4K resolution. So beautiful, beautiful, old school 2D game. Well, it's, hang on, that's not right. 2D action, you know, the platforming, but it's got the 3D worlds. And that's what made Klonoa special. And that's what we talked about, I think, some time ago on some episode. There's not enough of these games. And Klonoa always was one of the ones that was I wanted to play back then because that very for that very reason, the whole 3D world in a 2D environment, it's just so cool. I, I can't tell you and I can't describe how neat it is to be going on a 2D side-scrolling adventure. But then, for whatever reason, in the level, you see the path going off into the distance, you know, that way, and you can actually get to it. So you'll jump and do like a triple thing, and all of a sudden, boom, the screen flips, and now you're going down the path going into the game itself. It's so fun. And, of course, Klonoa, you know, a cool little mascot that ain't as big as Mario and all the others, but big enough to where I feel like there's there's a need and a want for it. And I'm hoping that this is a testing ground by uh, go ahead and remastering 1 and 2 and bring them out so everybody can play them on any system they want to. I hope it's them seeing if people are interested in this so that way we can get a part 3, you know, out there maybe. Maybe? I don't know. All I can tell you is that it was a wonderful... Both of them were really cool games to play back in the day. And now, from all reports... They're even better to play. The uh, oh, I will say this though: the music in the original one is still like that uh, old PS One music. So if you know if that's not up your uh, alley, that is what it is. You're getting 32-bit music because they didn't get the upgrade until, of course, the PS Two, where they had the DVD, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and allowed you to really look super sharp, super cool, and super jazzy. But for them, like I said, graphics been updated. 60 frames per second, 4K, colors have all been, you know, retouched, redone in both of them. The music's the OG, basically, from 1, 2's is, you know, all snazzed up and ready to rock and roll. If you haven't tried these out, I highly recommend it. They're just some wonderful 2D platformers in a 3D environment. Very colorful. Uh, also, from what I hear, very easy. They're not really challenging. Nothing, nothing, the baddies don't actually, like, attack you, per se. There's the cool, fun boss fights. But beyond that, you're basically just trying to jump around and grab the baddies and use them to propel yourself to the next spot you need to get or get rid of a baddie that you need to get rid of to move to the next spot. And that's the gist of it. And you're doing this all in a very colorful, fun world with all sorts of cute NPCs that are going to assist you and go against you. That's Klonoa in a handbasket. Now that's a handbasket that I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to grab up because I remember Kalinoa one from that Toys R Us wall where mm-hmm. you would see all the games and you'd flip them over and see the back of the thing and go, Man, should I get that? I flipped that cart over had to be fifty times. It's like, man, maybe I should get this. Maybe I should get this. Maybe I should get this. And it was never the right time. There was always something else, or I didn't have enough money and I was just kind of flipping through the carts to see what I should get next. And then after it was gone all I heard was how great Klonoa was. And then Klonoa 2 came around. And everyone was like, hey, remember how great Klonoa 1 was? And I went, no. And they went, hey, man, we like this one too. And I went, cool. Maybe someday I'll get that one. And I never touched it. I've never touched either one. I've watched a speed run of Klonoa 1, so I know the grabbing and kind of like boosting yourself mm-hmm. off of the enemies type of gameplay. And it looks interesting. And it looks fun. So maybe this is the time for me to finally play some Klonoa. Because I've always heard... I just said it. Always heard about how good they are. Never experienced it once. Now's the perfect time. If you're like me, jump on this remastered collection. 
Indeed you should. And I'll tell you, Matt, it'll be like that Super Lucky's Tale playthrough you did. Just fun, vibrant and everything. A good time. Will you come away wiser? I don't know. Probably not. But will you come away happier? For sure. That's that's the game. That's the feeling I get from Kanoa is that you play this, you're for sure going to have some fun. It ain't going to increase your skill set very much. It ain't going to, you know, bust your chops. It ain't going to be your game of the year. But I feel like this is just that good time you need on a weekend. That's a little rough, and you just want to sit down and have a good time. And I don't know why, but anytime somebody mentions Klonoa, I think of Mischief Makers on the N64. It wasn't a tough game. It wasn't a hard game. It wasn't a big challenge. But it was just fun. You grabbed enemies, and you'd shake them, and all the coins would come out, and mm-hmm. you'd chuck them. For some reason, those are like one and one in my brain. I love Mischief Makers, so for some reason, I get that same vibe from Klonoa. So I'm going to have to get it. You should all get it, too. And while you're getting that, prepare yourself. You know, you need to play this easy game because today, everybody, something happened. You know, last week, it was God of War, everybody. It was God of War. This week, Bayonetta 3 finally got its release date and a crazy trailer. So much fun to watch to go with it. This game is a weird one because, as Matt has pointed out a million times, I have false memories of this, but I have real memories. Bayonetta 1, I've played and beaten. That's a for sure thing. Bayonetta 2, I thought I'd played and beaten it. I swear no. to God, I thought I had. <laughs> no, you didn't. And then Matt said, did you have a Wii U? And I went, no, I never had a Wii U. And he said, you've never played this game. You haven't. You're lying. And I went, you know what? You got to be right because I never had a Wii U. But I know that game because I've watched it played all the way through from beginning to end. And I just incorporated it into my whole logic system as having played 1 and 2. So what a wild adventure for me. I've never even played 2. I don't even know what Bayonetta 2 is, I guess. Except for I've watched it being played through. I know the storyline. And, of course, I have played the original. And I love the original. And 3 is on the way. October 28th, Matt. And it looks just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And you haven't even got to see this trailer yet. I'm so sad. I was just going to say, this is the perfect time when if I had that backup screen, then all the, the secondary screen over it. here, the all the time we're talking about Klonoa, and I'd yep. be like, yeah, Bayonetta. And then you'd be like, hey, Matt, Matt, what? I asked you a question. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just watching Bayonetta and having mm-hmm. a great time. But now this this puts this push pressure on me. Uh, now I'm under the gun. You are. You got to see it. Well, I, A, I have to see it, yes. And I have to have fun watching the trailer. But I own Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch. And I stopped playing Bayonetta 1 at exactly the same spot that I stopped playing it on the 360. So I got to dig that out. That is the dead last, because I think that's the first thing I ever played on my Switch. So it is dead last on my library of games. I got to get Bayonetta 1 back out and beat it. And then play through Bayonetta 2 and have another one up on you, Eric, because I would actually have played it and beaten it. And then we can play Bayonetta 3 and have a great time. But I am psyched for it, because this is a game... I mean, we've talked about it for how many years now? We've seen trailers of it and rumors oh, of it yeah, and this forever. and that of it for at least three years. I was going to say four, but I think that's too far. Yeah, It's one of those games I thought was never going to come out. No chance, maybe 2025. Boom, coming out this year. That's crazy. I am excited for it. Even if I don't get to beat one and two first, I'm excited for the third one. Well, and then, of course, in the trailer that you're going to watch but you haven't seen so you got Bayonetta's going around to these different multiverses where different hers are screwing around and doing different oh, things. So you're going to meet different versions of yourself. Yes. There's this new crazy character, Viola, who's a witch in training, who makes an appearance here and is doing all sorts of stuff. So fun mystery character. A lot of returning favorites. You'll see some of them pop up. And, of course, Bayonetta herself just being all you know snarky and fun and 
doing what she does best, but with these other alternate hers. And, ah, it was so cool. I was going to say, you know this has to end the same way that one Star Trek episode did, where Worf was going through all the different alternate timelines, where like all the Enterprises came together and shot at the thing. The ending has to be a million Bayonettas. A bunch of Bayonettas you never even saw, just having oh, cameos yeah, just jumping in. in. I'm Chinese Bayonetta. I'm Black Bayonetta. I'm, I'm Space Alien Bayonetta. I got weird tentacles flying everywhere. It's got to just be just every Bayonetta concept art they could have ever thought of slammed into a character just crushing down the multiverse and, and, and stopping the whatever is keeping that from going on. It's got to be crazy. And then, of course, if if you're out there thinking, oh, you know, that band is pretty cool, but, you know, i got kids and, and a wife who probably doesn't want me, like, playing this game and weird stuff. They just unveiled. They said, nope, they're keeping Bayonetta Bayonetta, so you will still get all that really weird stuff going on in her, losing Good. all of her, her clothes, you know, yeah. doing the usuals. Except for now... They have an angel mode that you can turn on where she doesn't lose her clothes and the other characters don't always lose their clothes. And are, So Ooh. you can play this game on the big screen TV Ooh. in your living room. Everybody's sitting next to you. And they said, maybe. We think so. And which was just a fun thing for them to say, you know. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate that they're like, hey, okay, we get it. Not everybody's going to want to have to explain how strange and weird this is and, and on the nose sometimes, but... I appreciate it for what it is. So, so do so many others. But I like the option. It's cool that they put that in there. So there you go. Now there's no excuse. You can play this game regardless, and you should. There we go. You you took it to a positive place because I was going to say, ah, what the heck? Hey, the, and that was going to go into the whole thing about Bayonetta. But you know what? There's no excuse for anybody not to play it anymore. If you're afraid of your kids seeing it, whatever. It's angel mode. Everything's fine. Everything's great. I mean, it was kind of brutal anyway. Like the first one, I remember. So maybe your kids shouldn't play it that way anyway. But regardless, a great game that everybody should play, including you out there in podcast listener land. All you listening to us right now, hey, are you excited for Bayonetta 3? Are you excited to hear Eric's continuing tales of computer woe or computer success? (laughs) (laughs) You better let us know. Send You know what? Send him well wishes or send him poor wishes i don't oh, know send them whatatever yeah, via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the twitter machine at thirdshiftme find us on facebook under third shift and i was gonna say something else but i forgot it so hey good luck f-er. that's what i'll say to you eric Here's my message. who's off for <laughs> me you know what i will figure it out but while i'm figuring that out you should go over there to that old patreon because you can figure that out way easier than I'm going to figure out how I'm going to fix this PC and get it up and running again. And then you can throw three bucks in there because you can say, wow, that poor Eric, gosh, golly, he seems to have to rebuild that thing every couple of years because he's a doofus. Ah, oh, man, I should throw him three bucks. Boop, just like that. Now you guys are helping me rebuild this every two years because I'm a doofus with that hard-earned money you made to give to me and Matt. You see, I don't know, it works out pretty well, right? Right, Matt? Yes, 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 it does. See, yes. works out really well. So you should consider going over there and throwing us that cash to help us keep these PCs running, to help us keep the lights on, to help us be able to pay Podbean. You guys all know the rigmarole that we spew every year. It's all very much appreciated. Anything and everything, anything and everything, everything and everything. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Everything and everything is appreciated. But you know what? Sometimes you just can't. You can't go the bucks our way. And I understand that. You got to pay them bills. Gas is $5,000 per gallon right now. Trust me, I know. I just took an RV camping uh, to Saginaw Bay and back. And you know what? Oh. It costed $200 to get that thing there and back again. So I understand. I get it. You can, though. Hey, you know what? I really want these guys to talk about this next week. You can go ahead and send us a little thing. Boop, boop, boop. And this, you know what? 
maybe that week or the next week, we'll talk about whatever it is you want us to talk about, as long as it's pertaining to something interesting. So don't think it just because you say it, we're going to do it. No, just put something boring out there. I will talk about the lives of fire ants or something. I will research that. <laughs> It'll be a great time. It for three days and come on. Yeah, we'll do that. So you can do that. You can also go five-star ratings. You all know the deal. I'm serious. It helps us out. It gets us way up there in the metrics. You know what? When we're streaming, get on over there. Put us on. Put us on the old laptops. Give us the follow. All that. All the metrics. Those things are real. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe you don't understand, but it's real. Those are all metrics. They, they help us go up and up and up. And then all of a sudden, we can take over the world. And when we do that, wow. You know what? I'll remember all of you who were with us in the beginning. And I won't sacrifice you to the gods that be. I'll let you live in the new world order, but that's uh that's on you, and I can't I can't uh, stress it or push it even more than that. So we'll leave it there. And something else that you should do and can do in in the new world order or without it is listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping probably on the twentieth because I know you have days off and I have days off, oh, and God, stuff's probably going to have yeah. to be recorded on a Wednesday again. again. Yeah. <laughs> But you can find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, and you got a good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, just like I already mentioned, those five-star reviews, you gotta consider it, please, just consider it, yeah. And with that, there's nothing else to say or sing, but... Don't, do, 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 don't forget, forget to say Shut up and sit down.